welcome to another episode of the Big Red Dram. I'm your humble host, Jason Langerter. As always, thank you uh, for tuning in. Um, yeah, sorry, last week didn't happen. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I, it, it, week was busy, and it was our uh, we were winding down for um, my youngest basketball season, and uh, one thing led to another, I suppose, and um, I didn't get a chance to put, do a podcast on Wednesday, and then. Um, Thursday we had our last practice, so I was like, "Ah, well, it's too late. <laughs> I'll, I'll do one next week." Um, and I was excited too because I was getting a bottle of um, Kilholman from the Whiskey Soaked Souls. Um, Michael Masterson, one of my members, um, was part of a group that select that did a collaborative vatting with Kilholman with the McCure Bay, and um, this kind of came about last year um, when we were doing the Remus pick and. Um, I traded a Remus for one of his bottles of Kilhoman because I thought that'd be cool. So uh, it worked out and um, very pleased. Picked it up yesterday. So this would be my first first time trying it. <clears throat> and I also have my forever old Makir Bay that I have had for a long time. I'm going to try them side by side tonight. A um, couple quick notes. Um I wanted to. Uh, I have a correction that I was that was pointed out to me by um, none other than Steve Malay himself about the port finish that I kept saying was ninety dollars in my last episode. It was it's sixty nine ninety nine. I think it was eighty, maybe it was seventy something. Whatever it is after tax. So uh, my apologies for that. Uh, and the the four grain barrel pick was 54.99 so they were um i was given some grief by steve and i'm like what i you expect me to do research <laughs> uh it's a novel idea to do my research before doing a podcast you know i don't i don't uh not always anyway you know, i tend to shoot from the hip uh sometimes i'll be looking at looking it up in the middle of the podcast um just just you know that's what i do I don't like the re- I don't like it to sound too rehearsed or too morning zooey or anything like that. I just want it to be shooting from the hip. So sorry about that, Steve, but thank you for correcting me on that. Um <clears throat> so back to the to the task at hand. So um <clears throat> we, Steve was actually had an event or was at an event uh a couple weeks ago and um to kind of rewind a little bit even further last year, uh he was presented and thus presented me with an idea uh, of a possible single barrel 100% Isla from Kilhoman and <clears throat> as much as it would have been killer to do an Isla single barrel because that has been a dream um, more so probably an Ardbeg or uh, more so an Ardbeg but really anything from Kilhoman would be awesome and uh, sorry from Isla would be awesome at this point and Kilholman still does rarely offer single barrels. And so, unfortunately, with the yield of about 240 bottles, uh, there was no way the Wheat and Whiskey Club was going to pull that many. Um, it's just, it's it's tough. So, had to pass on it. And it was really kind of sad. It was disheartening. I was just like, oh. But, um, so back, fast forward now back to this year. And, um he was talking to some people and came, it came up that, uh, 
there's three barrels coming in the United States and at uh, all this year. And would he be interested in a portion? Because apparently they're they're divvying up the barrels this year. There's like I said, there's only three coming in the states. At least this is what we were told. So only three coming in the states, and I think they're splitting up the barrels a little bit this year so that they can spread it out across the country. So this particular barrel, um, there is a hundred going to uh, a private group of some sort. And then there is whatever Steve will be wanting to get his hands on. And so we did kind of a um, reserve post, I guess, on our Facebook group. And, you know, we were looking at conservatively trying to hit like 60 and we hit we hit close to 60. So I'm very pleased, very happy with that. Um, It's one of a kind. Ex Buffalo Trace top tier barrel the rumor think rumor is it might be a blanton's barrel um it's been aged eight years it's 100 percent isla it's at 50 or 54.7 or 53 points i think it's 54.7 um or 54.3 percent abv and it's uh going to be fantastic um some big names in the whiskey well some biggish names in the whiskey world picked it um, it was the best of the three, yada, yada, yada. So very, very excited about that. You know, again, and I'll reiterate this cause I know I've said this before and, uh, including after the, the tasting that we had done, um, Kilholman has kind of grown on me and, uh, have gotten my hands on a few additional bottles after our, our four bottle tasting that we had done. Um, and I'm telling you, I, I'm glad. I still am very, very glad that they're now can be mentioned in the same breath as the Ardbegs and Lafroigs and Lagavulins and Bunahavans of the world and the Brooklatties and the Bowmores and, and the Kalilas and, and, and everybody that's, uh, who am I leaving out? Everyone that's left. Because <laughs> um, Kilhomas is doing great stuff. So it, it's, it's no, it's no surprise that, you know, Warmer people are wanting to do stuff with them. Um, so when Michael Masterson brought up this collaborative vatting, we had actually, I think Steve had brought it up last year too, doing something like this. Um, but I think I didn't, I didn't think we could move that many bottles at the time. Now I'm comfortable with the possibility. So if it's a low yield of 60 something bottles, I think we could do something. But anyway, um, Michael Masterson reached out and and wanted us to wanted to push a few remaining bottles in our whiskey club and I'm like jump I jumped on that opportunity so um, what I have here is the original McKeer Bay and this is the one now that I've had for oh, probably six years <laughs> five or six years and then the collaborative vatting now the collaborative vatting program allows you to kind of play with the amount of sherry that goes into the into the into the vatting for McKeer Bay because it's a it's basically a, a batch, so they add certain amounts of the the regular bourbon barrel, and then they add certain amounts of the whiskey that's been sitting in a sherry caster. So the normal amount, man, the old label doesn't even say it anymore. That's funny. Um, I think it's 80 or I think it's 90, 10. 
So it's the, uh, yes, it's the Bacchiere's vetting of 90% bourbon casks and 10% Oloroso sherry casks, which I do dig me some Oloroso. So there's a little <clears throat> QR code that's on the back of the label that takes you to the website, but it just takes you to Macure Bay. I thought it might take you to um, this particular vatting and give you some additional information. Um, it's a peated whiskey, 50 parts per million. It's, it's That's kind of the standard for Kilhoman is 50 ppm. Um, on the nose for both, it's very much a uh, smoky... But it's an, you know the nice thing about Kilhoman is it's not that punch in the face Lafroy tent. It's not a band aid. It's not an ashtray. It is just the right amount of smoke that it lets you know it's a peated whiskey. Um, but it's almost a secondary note. It's almost in the background. It's there's there's notes of citrus and lemon zest up front. It definitely does have a nice citrusy smell to it, which I really enjoy about the Kilhoman. It's light. It's approachable. It's not overbearing. It's not something that is going to make you hate Isla's. It's going to challenge you if you're not used to something smoky, but it isn't by any means going to ruin your day uh, <laughs> with something that's overly peated. And again, Freud 10 is kind of the benchmark in my mind of a really over-the-top, peated whiskey and what's funny is that the ppms i think on lafroy 10 aren't that high um it's parts per million for peat isn't that high but it has a pronounced peat flavor smell iodine band-aid ashtray smoky ashtray kind of thing going on whereas i've had higher rated i've had higher ppm heated whiskeys like my Octomore 8.2 that's at 167 and it is so far on the back that you don't even know it's there until later on after you've had a few sips of it so it, it when done right peat is more of an accent than it is in the number one thing that's you're going to get out of us out of a isla whiskey so uh, what I like about Kilholman is they've managed to do a very good job with their 50 ppm with their with that little benchmark throughout their range of whiskeys. They've done a very nice job of making the the peat be an accent to the whiskey and not it define the whiskey, which has been I think which is which is huge. I think that's a very important step for for Kilholman to do, and I think it's awesome. And they've done a really 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 good job. So yes, yeah, so citrusy. There's a hint of sh of sweet sherryness to it. That's like a like a fruit cocktail. And then again, this is the regular Makir Bay. Um, it has a just a delightful nose. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, the collaborative adding is adding two. What was it? Twelve point five. I'm assuming. Yes, 2.5% additional sherry to the vatting. And I know when I smelled it earlier, the the sweetness, the 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 fruits punched out more than they do on the standard Macure Bay. It you can definitely tell just that this that little bit extra gives it a little bit more of a sweeter nose to it. The peat's almost dialed back a little bit too. It gives there's less citrus and more fruit. 
which I think is pretty interesting. Um, this is delightful to know. I really, I, I'm, I'm shocked. I know when I was talking to Michael yesterday, picking it up that he said it, it'll surprise you how much of an impact two and a half percent makes. And he's not kidding. It, it's subtle yet pronounced, which sounds weird, but it when you have the two next to each other, they're very similar, but the collaborative vatting just has a more has more of a sweetness to it on the again, this is just on the nose. So on the palette, eh? Let's give it a ride. On the palate, the Kilhoman says hello. Now it has, on the palate now, you're starting to get that, okay, this is an Isla. It, while it's not overbearing, you know it's peated. <laughs> it's just, it's there. It has a, it has a delightful smokiness to it um, that gives way to a lemon, honey, and smoke finish so really on the palate you get a little you get some of those fine bourbon notes a little bit of that fruit from the sherry but overall you're kind of dancing around with some charcoal some peat um while having this like citrus zest almost a lemon peel zest kind of thing bouncing around on the tongue very much a peated whiskey, very much Kilholman, reminds me a little bit of of a Laphroaig 16 in a way. I think the 16 has a lighter smoke to it, but it kind of has it kind of pairs well with that with that particular whiskey. I I would feel this would be a good intro, and then you go into the 16. Um, the 16 might be a, if you want to go light to heavy. The 16 you might want to have first, then have this. Believe it or not, because I think the level of smokiness on the Kilholman is a little bit higher. Um, but again, it's what I like about the Kilholman is that it's there, and then it fades. It the finish is is medium to short, um, but the smoke is there. It's robust at first, and then it kind of fades, which I really really enjoy about the Kilholman Macure Bay. Um, it's not like a Laphroaig 10 where it just hijacks your palate and it stays there for hours. It can, unless you like rinse it out with more peated whiskey, but you still, it, it's, it's had a way of hijacking my palate for the entire evening. And that just, that drives me nuts. That should, a whiskey shouldn't do that. Second sip. Lighter. The initial smoke has now given way to a sweeter, more approachable. You're starting to get those sherry notes. I can pick up some of this traditional bourbon notes coming off the bat, uh, coming from in the probably more in the forefront. The sherry's kind of more on the back end of it, um, but the peat now is becoming an accent piece. It's starting to blend in with the other flavors of the whiskey. It's it's juicy. It's weird. It's um, 
again that citrus kind of reminds me of a hazy IPA how you're kind of it's kind of juicy on the mouth feel this one's kind of invoking some of that reaction to from my on my palate which is weird I don't know that I've noticed that before but it's it's cool I it's it's uh, it's good I really I do again I do like it a lot um the Makir Bay has been a, a favorite of mine I don't remember what I scored it probably an 86 or something Ugh, I don't know what it is about sitting in here but my nose gets jacked up a little bit sometimes okay so <clears throat> that being said about the standard McCure Bay let's give this collaborative vetting a dance again the nose is much sweeter so on the palate let's give it a ride ooh Hmm. So, first impression is it's slightly more subdued version of the standard Macure Bay. So it, it it doesn't have that initial smoke punch that the that the regular Macure Bay had on the first sip. It still says hello, I'm an Isla. It still says yeah, I'm a smoky, I'm a smoky whiskey. But it's more balanced in the in the front uh, in the first sip with the sherry and the bourbon flavors in the back, so it it's not more smoke. It's a equal amount of smoke along with some of the bourbon notes and sherry notes. So it's uh, it, I feel like it's more balanced. It's a little more approachable than the Macir Bay, softer if you will. Um, it doesn't have an over the top initial smoke. Which it, yeah, whatever. It. I mean, it wasn't like over the top, but you know what I mean. It was more. It was more pronounced in the Makir Bay on the first sip than it was on this one. All right, there you go. There you go. Second sip. Ooh, and I just got just this great whiff of just sherry and and cherries and ah, uh, ah, uh, and some candied, some candy caramel, a little bit of. Spearmint. And a little, and there's a hint of there's that lemon, citrus. Ah, just it just nose is great. I really do like it. Hmm. Second sip is fantastic. Lighter. Again, in the second sip, much like the Makir Bay, this one is more fruit cocktail uh, with a with a lemon lime twist it's got that juiciness to it too like the the standard mccure bay has um, it's making my palate water which is really good um, it's really kind of cool and i mean it's just it's mouth-watering it's a mouth-watering dram and i'm not sure what to how to feel about that i i don't know if that's just the day that I'm having or if it's just there's something to this one that uh, works re really really works for me it's it but it, it's, it's delicious the, the guys were uh, from whiskey soaked souls did a good job they picked a really a good one um, that's interesting that you know two and a half percent of sherry will will kind of balance out the whiskey a little bit and I think it's that's that's tasty um, so the collaborative vetting um is a 
probably a point and a half. Let's call it two points higher. So if it, if the Makir was an 86, I'd give this an 88. It's It hits all the right points for a, gosh, I would almost offer this as an entry-level um, Kill Holman 2 over the regular Makir Bay, I think. Because it's just not as punchy on the peat that the standard McKeer Bay is. But they're both they're both so good. They I mean they really are. Um actually I probably wouldn't start anybody out with this. Um mainly because you kinda wanna wean somebody into smoke. You don't want to start them off into smoke, which was the exact opposite of how I did things. But yeah, I do think that uh this is a little bit better than the standard McKeer Bay. It just it's it's two point five percent better. <laughs> uh scoring wise just two points, but still. Um, I really like it. And again, the finishes on both are pretty equal. Um, they're they're medium to short. They're not overly you know, they're not overly long, they're not overly warm. Um, and the mouth's still watering. It's just that's it I it's craving more. So third sip of the that collaborative adding. Now it reminds me a lot of Lafroig 16. It's just probably a heavier version of it. I would say it's probably maybe younger, but it's in that it's in that range where it's the peat is again just a in this case the peat notes are just a wonderful blend throughout the whiskey. You're tasting the bourbon notes. You're tasting a little bit of the sherry, but you're but you're getting those blended just perfectly with the peat. It it's just it's you're still you still know you're drinking an Isla, but it's more subdued, much more approachable. As I said earlier, probably a bit softer uh, than the standard McCure Bay, but it's it's right there. So very good, fantastic. I really like them both. I always have liked the McCure Bay. Um, but this this collaborative adding is uh, is a, is a nice step up. So thank you again to Michael Masterson and the Whiskey Soaked Souls for picking a fantastic bottle. Um, and yeah, some good things. Stellum is finally in. Um, we'll we'll go to some news here. Uh, the Stellum pick is finally in. Man, I had a sip of that on Monday when I was dropping off the jacket. Oh, it's better than I remember it. Um, it's just a just a sugary sweet cinnamon red hot um so if you dip the cinnamon red hot in in powdered sugar uh it it that's kind of, <clears throat> that's kind of what it tastes like it's just it's delectable and then it just starts dancing around every time you go back to it there's a little something different it's definitely got some heat um it's got a, it's high proof it's like 119 um but oh is it good i'm really excited about that uh you know, I'm gonna be doing a special podcast just uh, just about that um, with Steve and and Jeff Peterson from from Barrel Spirits. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. That's coming up down on the road once he gets back in town. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. So that'll probably be next week. I'm hoping it'll be next week. Um, but yeah, I got some cool things coming up. I got a barrel pick trip coming up in in April. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, helping out Malloy's um, 
do some picks for them and potentially a pick or two for us um, or pick or two or three. I know we're doing a, a um, we're share, we're splitting a pick of peerless. We got into peerless, which I'm stoked about. Um, we're doing a wilderness trail, which I'm really excited about. Uh, Rebel, Luxrow, Yellowstone, which I'm excited about. Castle and Key and Bullet. Now, Bullet, I've had a, a single barrel bullet, and I liked it. I don't know that I do one, but I really liked it. Um, and the Castle and Key, I've never had, so that'll be interesting too. So um, I think those will be Malloy's picks. <laughs> but honestly, we haven't even really discussed who's doing what. So one way or the other, it's all going to be exciting, and I'm just honored to be helping uh, helping out Steve and that he was kind enough to even ask. So that's that's going to be awesome. Either way, it's going to be good stuff. I know it is. So it's going to be a good trip. Uh, that's coming up in five weeks from yesterday, so that's going to be awesome. And then, uh, yeah, it's just uh, just go, go, go. And then we got a Maker's Mark in June we're going to be doing here in, uh, in Illinois. Um, sadly, we don't get to go down there for that one, but uh, it'll be fun still to do it. I think that's going to be it for our picks this year. Um, we'd still like to do one with A1, but I'm not sure what we're going to be able to do with them this year yet. Um, but, you know, all good things. So, anyway, that's it for me for tonight. Thank you, as always, for listening. Um, very much appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, just going to be a – I can't believe it's March. <laughs> but, anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And go out and enjoy whiskey. I'm Graham McIntyre.